Welcome back, everyone, to episode three of the Overthrow podcast. I'm Christian, here with Gabe, and um, we've got uh, a lot to talk about today. Um, I think uh, first things first, obviously, it is March, so March Madness is going on, and we are in the final four. Um, So, obviously, FAU versus... San Diego State, and then um, Miami versus UConn. Um, no one seeds left. There's a nine seed in the final four. It's been There's two nine seeds. No, there aren't. It's two nines, a four, and a five. No, two fives. Oh, right. I think Miami and San Diego State are both five seeds, right? Well, I think I think. I think that's what it is. I mean, either way. (laughs) Either way. Most of these teams, no one really thought. Maybe, I think UConn was a decently popular final. I think UConn was a decently popular Final Four pick. Yeah. I know for my bracket, I had Miami and FAU both losing in the first round. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Which is embarrassing. That's reasonable, though. I mean, uh, kind of. Well, yeah, maybe, but I think with, so, I'm kind of mad about the FAU thing, because I picked Memphis to go to the Elite Eight, and that game to me was a toss-up, and I thought whichever team won was going to make a run. Yeah. So, I just picked the wrong team. Like, do you know how much of a genius I'd look like if I had FAU going really far? Uh, Even though, I mean... You'd probably win your bracket. Maybe. maybe if maybe if like I picked them to win and they won. Yeah. Um, but I had Houston winning. So did I. Yeah. Terrible year to be a one seed. Um, awesome. I mean Purdue lost in the first round. Yeah. They were, they were the worst one seed. They were frauds in years. Mm-hmm. Rutgers beat them almost twice, and I think that's all you got to say. <laughs> they didn't even make the tournament. I think that you kind of need to, you know. The college game has changed, right? And you look at these teams, like, they can all shoot. Heck yeah. And Miami just plays super hard. Their pace is also very, very fast. Yeah. A lot Purdue, faster than it's been in years, except Purdue. Purdue seemed scared. Like, they seemed like, you know, it was kind of like, um, once things kind of got tight in that game against FDU, they just stopped. They, they, they didn't want to shoot. They sold. No one really wanted to be well, the hero. They relied on Edie to yeah. be their savior, and he is 7-4, and that's why he's a good basketball player, pretty no much. No coordination, poor foot, footwork, <laughs> low basketball <laughs> IQ. Um, his report card is terrible. Jesus. I would give it a D. You just roasted the probable national player of the year. That's insane. Yeah. If you hot take, if he wasn't seven four, he wouldn't be playing college basketball. Uh, probably not. Okay, then not not that hot. All right. No, I don't know how hot of a take that. I mean, maybe he'd probably be playing like if you if you were like a good big, but yeah, not at Purdue. No. Um. So. This has probably been, I don't know, this has been one of the best March Madnesses in years. Definitely. Um, what are you kind of, aside from, you know, the shocking Final Four, what do you think has kind of been, like, the most surprising part of this tournament so far? Uh, I'm going to be a little bit biased here, but it's definitely a legitimate answer, it is the New Jersey schools showing out. Mm-hmm. Um, FDU, Princeton... Mm-hmm. Definitely shocked a lot of people. Um, made some Cinderella runs. I think Princeton definitely got the better end of it, um, just because they lasted a little bit longer. Yeah, they were a little further. And they were 15 seeds, so mm-hmm. you know expectations weren't that great. But you know, FDU, hell of a season, hell of a team. Um, you know, it's a shame that their coach ran out of the door so quickly. Oh yeah. Um, Iona now? Going to Iona. Yeah, in our conference. In our conference. Yeah, we uh, will see the FDU coach come to Marist next, well, the ex-FDU coach, I guess, come to Marist um, next year. 
a little bit surprised that it was him that got hired. But mm-hmm. you know, now that I think about it, if it wasn't for this tournament, he definitely wouldn't have gotten the oh, job. Oh, absolutely not. Especially because he'd only been coaching it's FDU It's his first for, year at FDU, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it was 10 months. I don't think yeah, he that, a full year. That's, that's crazy. Um, uh, speaking of um, the Mac, how about Marist? <laughs> we almost made the tournament. <laughs> we were close. Yeah. I was, I was uh, in attendance at both of those games, and... It was definitely one of the most energetic environments I've seen at any Marist sporting event, which, you know, doesn't say That's much. That's not, like, a huge... Not a huge... I mean, I'd say last year when uh, the soccer team won, yeah. won the conference, that was pro- that was definitely the most, like, electric moment oh, totally. sports-wise on campus um, since, yeah. I, since I've been here. You've been here one more year than I. Yeah, but not much has really changed. I mean, the and the extra year I was here, there were like no sports That's because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, anyway, back to the, uh, you know, yeah. mar- the more important thing, the <laughs> um, the, the tournament itself. Um, I think that for me the most, e- I think easily the most surprising thing for me was how awful the one seeds were like they were they just they just weren't good like purdue lost in the first round miami lost or not miami houston lost to miami was it in the elite eight or in the sweet i think it was elite eight right i think so um to be fair though miami is a heavily underrated team yeah they were i i really regret picking them to lose um the um, George Mason went on a run, like, years ago, like, way before our time, I think. And oh, yeah. they, they, they made the Final Four, yeah. and their uh, head coach is the Miami coach right now. Yeah, I forget his Yeah, he, he's, so, he's, like, he's so old. I, I'm kind of rooting for them because just how old, like, they're, like it'd be yeah. cool to kind of, because he might be, like, his you know, career might be coming to an end oh, soon. So maybe seeing like a an old dude win would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think. Is it bad to say that's similar to like rooting for like a Coach K kind of figure? I mean, not to the same. It's level. different because Coach K has been like was at Duke for so long and won so much. Yeah, and that's a good point. His tenure has been it hasn't been that long at Miami, but you know, I was just reading some tweets and. Although UConn's played really, really well recently, which they have, their team is very, very good, and their coaches, their coach has also been there a while too, and you know, a lot of people are rooting for him to win. Um, I think that game's going to be so tight. It's going to be a good game. I think um, uh, I've got Miami FAU in the final. I th- you said you had a. UConn FAU probably right. Yeah, that's I, where you were leaning. Yeah, I, I think FAU has it together. You know, San Diego State did knock off Alabama, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's no easy task, especially having arguably the best player in college basketball. I mean, <laughs> also, th- what, three of 19? He played, uh, he, he played poorly. He played poorly. That's yeah. a really bad showing. Everybody, everybody has their bad games, and his bad game happened to be in the most important game of his life thus far. Yeah. Th- thus far. Thus and, far. like, it wasn't just a bad game. Like, right. it was a really, bad. really bad game. Like, old. three of... Dude, the... Um, Twitter after that was ruthless. Some of the stuff I saw them saying... And especially with all the allegations. With, with all the it's, allegations. It's easy. Brandon Miller was definitely not the shooter. Like that, some of the stuff I saw was just like that. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Um, but uh, I, I'm i going to go on a small rant here about the, the seeding. Um, whoever seeded this tournament, like, did a terrible job. There were so, like, some of these teams just, like, FAU lost three games. I don't care if they're a mid-major. They lost three games during the regular season and were a nine seed. That doesn't make sense. And I'm going to defend Memphis here because I had them making a run. Memphis beat Houston like a week before the tournament and they were an eight seed after beating the number one team in the country. I I just don't... And you're like, okay, 
this team beat Houston, this team lost three games, let's have them play each other in the first round. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't understand, I don't understand that. And then there were even, like, Purdue being a one seed, like, maybe by their record it made sense, but if yeah. you watched them, I think pretty much everyone I talked to, I know me, I, me as well, a lot of people had them losing in the second round to the winner of the Memphis FAU game. No one thought that they were, like, good. Right. And I I just, the, just the seeding, and I think that's why you kind of have the final that we have now. Yeah. Like, UConn was an underseeded team. Oh, definitely. Um, San Diego State, um, it's tough. Well, they for, they're an under they're an under the radar. Team if you ask people tell. that watch, I think they're in Mountain West, right? I, uh, I people that watch their conference, were all like, "Oh, this team's like legit. They're a really good team." Yeah. So I don't know if they were necessarily underseated, but, um, it it was. I don't think a ton of people are super shocked that they made a run, and then Miami, was uh probably seated pretty fairly i think five, i think I, I think that I made sense five. yeah they were five i think it's fair but that that's why the it's been like one of the craziest march madnesses in quotes i it has been pretty crazy but it you've seen all these upsets because the teams that are lower seeds probably shouldn't like some of the seeding for these teams they should be higher seeds yeah um, and also I think it's kind of, I'm going to transition this a little bit to NIL. People were concerned about NIL making like competitive balance, like a problem. I think that this should kind of put all that to bed. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, the way that they're performing on the court, you know, while money might be a big aspect of the game for some players mm -hmm. some players are really really just doing it for winning and the recognition in that regard and as like a student like a college athlete mm -hmm. ourselves not necessarily the same caliber because obviously not obviously yeah. not but you know the thrill of just competing and succeeding absolutely is you know a great experience and a great feeling yeah. so I, I can kind of you know predict and assume that that they get the same feeling mm -hmm. you can buy the best players but you can't buy chemistry i guess and what you see from these best teams that are left is that they all play really well together like people have been saying that miami plays like that the way miami plays together like it's pretty rare yeah. and um, the Kansas State coach after FAU beat them, uh, went, you saw that? He went into their locker room. You got a lot of crap for it. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? They think that, you know, he was kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of sucking them off. And, <laughs> sorry. Um, and that he should have been giving that pep talk to his team, which, mm -hmm. you know, it's But their season's over. Right, their season's over. I think that he, people think he should wait a little bit longer just to make it seem more genuine, authentic. Um, I didn't take it that way. I thought it was, you know, a nice can, gesture. And I, I, I like, what, what's his last name? I don't remember. It starts but, with w, but I forget. He, he seems like a nice guy, a really good basketball coach. And I, I honestly, I think Kansas State was one, one of the best teams in that tournament. Yeah, they were really good. I mean, incredible. They're, they had, they had a really good run. Um, it just sucks that, you know, FAU has just been a little bit better. Yeah, they've been but, I I don't understand how, how is, how would waiting longer make it more genuine? Like I feel like you know, because their argument, and when I say they, I mean the people. There's people, yeah, that have proposed that idea uh -huh. are saying that. Letting emotions come back to earth, letting everybody's, you know, feelings about the game, players especially, uh -huh. drop back to earth, and he could have been like, bravo, like, nice job. It, it, they said that it seemed kind of pity, and the way, the way they 
yeah, in the way that he handled it, hmm. which again, I don't really understand that. It was just something that I noticed and I was kind of questioning. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I I disagree with that because I mean, you have like the 10 minute cooling off period. Um well, at least here when I covered one of the when I covered some basketball games, they have um there's the 10 minute cooling off period where the players and the coaches go in to the locker room for 10 minutes after the game and then they can come out and talk to media um after after the 10 minutes to kind of let themselves cool down and i i mean i don't know the timeline of the Kansas State coach going into the FAU locker room to say that but i'd assume that he probably addressed his own team first I would hope so. There were people saying that he didn't, which, if that's the case, that's a, a little bit concerning. Yeah. Um, but you I know, don't have a problem with it. I, he seemed to have a very good relationship with his team and his roster, and when they were on that streak, they were playing a little baby. Like it was, yeah, that that you know that viral clip of them all listening to Lowdown by Lil yeah. Baby, and then on those claps, them all like clapping again. And the coach was like into it, too. Like, the, that coach... That coach has like a rare connection with his team so I, I don't think that he deserves criticism nah, and for I, that. I think it was just something that people kind of just pulled out of thin air hoping mm-hmm. it would collect something and yeah people, some people just, notice it but then they brush it off because they know that you know everybody's competing they're all competitors and mm-hmm. you know emotions will get out of hand and you know it was a it was a polite gesture for him to do that and i Absolutely. think regardless of the outcome I think that it won't affect his team and the culture that they have. Absolutely I, not. Uh, no, absolutely. definitely not. I, th- I think that, you know, things will be just fine for the future of Kansas State basketball. Yeah. Um, I think this run probably has helped them. Yeah. Um, I actually, I go I go ahead. ahead. All right. Um, yeah. So we were just talking about NIL and how a lot of players, you know, kind of, you know, are starting to build a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, the next person that we're going to be talk- talking about is Brownie James, mm-hmm. um, who actually recently... He's the top NIL deal top earner without being in college. Without being in college. I think <laughs> they valued him at seven... I saw like $7.6 million yeah, something or something. Like that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. It, it was like the top three was him, um, Arch Manning... He was number two. And uh, Livy Dunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah those were the top three. I think Caleb Williams might have been in the top five. Yeah, he was I somewhere he was up like there. Five. It the top ten was pretty much Bronny, um, a bunch of football players, and Livy Dunn. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, so continue. With you what know, you're saying, all American game just happened. Um, one of the biggest um, showcases for high school basketball athletes, um, and in the James family fashion, um, 20 years to this, or to the, you know, 20 years previously, um, LeBron played in that game and, you know, proved himself and showed that he was the player that everybody was hoping he would be. Um, and obviously, you know, years, years, years and years later has performed beyond anybody's expectations Mm -hmm. while his expectations were high. He surpassed them. Um, Bronny scored 15 points in the All-American game, shot 5 for 8 from 3, and also added 4 assists alongside that. Um, Mm. So how are we feeling about Bronny James going into, um, you know, the rest of, you know, commitment? And and, his college career. his college career. Um, I think that he kind of, he showcased to everyone what pretty much exactly the player that he projects to be. Um, he's not his dad, which I think has always been kind of, I think he's kind of gotten underrated because people there, you see it with voter fatigue, um, and just over coverage of stuff. Um, an example is, um, Nikola Jokic, um, sorry, um, but Nikola Jokic, not he probably won't win MVP this season, and I think there's an argument to be made for a bunch of different players. I know oh. you're going to say Embiid. Uh, it's, it's Embiid. It's Embiid. Um, but I think that um, 
you know, Embiid might get his pity MVP this year. I hope so. <laughs> but um, I think with Bronny, you know, since he's gotten so much coverage in the media for so long that people have kind of started comparing him to his dad. And, you know, people are like, oh, he's not, look at him, like, he, he's not LeBron, like, he's o- so overhyped. You can be a really good prospect without being LeBron James. Like, Bronny's not going to be his dad. It's unrealistic. He is not as big. He's not an, as much of an athletic freak. But what he's going to be is he's going to be a really good perimeter wing 3 and D player. And that's exactly what he showed at the uh, All-American game last night. Yeah. Is that he can shoot from three and that he can play good defense. And though that's... And he can dunk. That, yeah, that, that is true. He's still athletic, even though he's not as athletic as his dad, which, you it's know... Hard, it's hard to be. It's dad. hard to be as athletic as he's LeBron. He's one of the best athletes on ever. Ever. Literally ever. Um, but I just think that he showed, you know, I'm my own player. I'm not my dad. I'm something else. And... I think that's a good thing for him because it. I think it's going to stop people from comparing. It's never... He will always be kind of compared to his dad, but I think that it, the comparisons will kind of slow down a little bit because more people now realize, oh, he's a different player. Yeah. And, and those perimeter wing players that can shoot threes and play good defense, there aren't a ton of them in the league. And if no. you are an elite 3 and D player, you will have a very, very long career. Yeah, it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's a sustainable role on a team, and I think it's an essential role that every team is looking for um, in one aspect or another. Yeah. And, you know, I'm happy for Bronny because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of the coverage previously was not that positive on him, saying he was a pretty average high school player. Which we've come to find out that that's not true. Yeah, no. And that he's going to be, well, he was just elevated to a five star prospect, which mm-hmm. is a big deal in recruiting. And he's the highest, un- highest rated uncommitted player in the country, mm-hmm. which now leaves his options definitely a lot wide open. Like more options. options. I I think he'll probably still end up at Ohio State. Yeah. But this maybe opens it up a little bit. I think Ohio State would be good for him because he he might get more playing time more early on than like if he went to a Duke, you know? Yeah. One of those kinds of schools where, I mean, and that's nothing against Ohio State basketball. Like it's a good program and they have a good team. Yeah. But like they didn't make the tournament. They didn't. Mm. I don't think they did, right? I don't know. I know the women did. The women did? I don't think the men did. I don't remember seeing them in there. Um, they were also talking about how um, USC and UCLA were also in talks with Bronny. Mm-hmm. Um, just obviously because of where he currently lives, um, which they also have great programs, and he could also be a major asset to them as well. Um so, I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see where he ends up. Um, I don't know if it'll necessarily change his future journey, path, projection. I think it'll help enhance it. Um, and, of course, he also has his dad alongside mm-hmm. him, you know, coaching him, teaching him how to be the best player possible. Him. Exactly. Yeah, you really can't have a better mentor. No. And I think... He might not be one of those players who can be one and done in college. I mean, we'll see. I'm going to go with probably no. Probably not. I think it, I think it's just very, very hard to have that happen. Yeah, there aren't that... It's not as common now as a few years ago. Um, but I think that he... I still think he'll be a good NBA player. Uh, I, look, he's not going to be sad. <laughs> But people need to get that out of their heads, kind of. Yeah, they have to get it out of their head. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about one-and-done. A lot of the recent one-and-done players have not done that they well panned in the out. league. Yeah. Uh, the three that immediately pop into my mind are Zion, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish. Well, Zion 
when he's played has been a monster. And I don't think that staying in college would have prevented his injury issues. No. I don't think that it would have. Um, RJ was always going to come out, and I think that for him, I don't know if college would have helped because um, he just has never been able to develop a three, a really, like, he can't, he's not a knockdown three-point shooter, Yeah. and that's kind of what that next step in his development was kind of expected to be, and I don't know if that would have happened in college. Yeah. Cam Reddish wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, it was more directed at Cam Reddish, but I yeah. grouped them together because they were in the same they were class. All they went to the same school, and they left at the same time. James Wiseman was one and done, right? That was the first one that came to my mind. I think he, he went to Memphis, but remember he got, like, he was, like, ineligible, so... what Ineligible because of academics? It was something... I think it might have been a recruiting thing. Maybe. It, that... That alone shows a sign of immaturity, and I think that... I think that it wasn't his fault, though. I think it was yeah. Memphis's fault. Like, they did something illegal. Yeah, he stayed one year at Memphis. Interesting. It looks like. Yeah, I. you know, James Wiseman has been playing pretty well recently for the Pistons. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, he's obviously not the player that he's mm-hmm. was thought of to be originally, but... You know, he still has time to prove himself. Um, along with the other three, I think they're gonna have to start to form a new identity for themselves. Maybe except Zion, but um, yeah, I think you know collectively all those players are still pretty solid all around. Um, Definitely some better than others. I mean, Cam Reddish is not great. It's not um, great, but I'm, and by not great, I mean like he's not really. Uh, he never developed, um, nah. uh, and then Wiseman is doing better now, but it, but mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, fifteen and three or four is mm-hmm. not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think RJ definitely has his role on the next, um, and is I don't know he's a solid player, mm-hmm. and obviously Zion is Zion, but. Yeah. He, he needs to get the injuries under control. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of the NBA, um, the West right now is a complete mess. You have and, and the Pelicans are in that race. Yeah, they are. You have three and a half games separating fourth place from eleventh place with what seven, six or seven games to play for. Most of these teams, I think it's uh, yes yeah, six, six six or well six or seven, six or seven yeah. games for most the Lakers, of them. The Lakers have played one less game. Yeah, like some of these teams have played an extra game or two over each other. Yeah, but but you have the Suns in fourth, um, who are eleven games back of the Nuggets in first, and then you have the Mavericks at eleventh, who are fourteen and a half games back of the Nuggets. So. The Mavs are three and a half games back of the Suns. The Mavs are also not in the playing game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you could see if the Suns lose a bunch of games and all these other teams play well, you could see a team that was in fourth on March 29th not make the playoffs, which is absurd. Yeah, it's so absurd. By, Typically in the NBA by now, you would know who's going to be in the NBA or in the playoffs. At, like at least in the top six. Like at, least, you, at least in the locks. Yeah, in the, the playing games. Exactly. Like in the, in the East, it's pretty much, it's going it's, to be, um, well, it's kind of, the Knicks are two and a half games up. Or wait, no. Knicks are three games up on the Heat. Um, oh, wait, never mind. I don't know why I was looking at the Knicks. The Nets are half a game up on the Heat. So really the only things up in the air are which team, which of the Nets and the Heat are going to be the sixth seed. But the top five seeds are pretty much locked in. The Knicks can maybe fall into a play-in spot, but it probably won't happen. Probably not. And you... We pretty much know who the team... Pretty much the top 10 in the East is solidified, except maybe the Wizards can get the Bulls. Maybe. Mm, maybe. But probably not, probably because they're not, not very I, good. They're not very good, and I think the Bulls 
are better than their. They're surging shows. a little. They're surging a little bit now yeah, too. Yeah, they're surging. Seven and three in their last ten, but yeah. I, but for the West, um, I think I I'd say the Suns are definitely gonna make the playoffs. I would hope so. And that's really the only team that I'm looking at, and I'm like, you know, I'm really confident in them making or staying in a top six spot. Really? Yeah. I mean, the Clippers are banged up now. That would happen. Paul George is out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Paul George is out. Um, the Warriors. It, de- it depends. It depends how many road games the Warriors have left. They stink on the road. I. Th- this is a hot take. Look, they have the the championship pedigree. Um, if the Warriors are a six seed, which they pr- they might be able to get the four seed. They might be able to. But if the Warriors do not have home court in the first round. I think that they're going to be a first-round exit, depending. Maybe they can beat the Kings. But I think the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, they would bol- they would lose to both of those teams. Or the um, Suns. I think they'd lose to all three of those teams uh, in the in a first-round series. I which is kind of hot. Uh, but you have to think. I don't think they match up with any of those teams very well. I mean... <laughs> You know, it's hard to stop Jokic, and they don't really have a big man to kind of defend him. Uh, the Grizzlies, maybe. And but the Suns, I think Aiton is severely underrated. I really want to see a Warriors-Grizzlies series. That would be uh, awesome. Insane. That'd be. I want to see that again. Basically, between Brooks and Green, uh, yeah, that's that's a must-watch series. Well, also, they just hate each other. Yeah, but it's not... Like they say, they're talking about, is this a rivalry? And a lot of people are saying no. If you have to... I think... I if think it to, is. I think it is. you have to ask that question. Well, that well that, it depends on the context, I think. Yeah. Like, for example, like, if... Sometimes if you have to ask, like, is this a rivalry, then it's not. But I think that this is kind of like a budding rivalry. Yeah. That probably won't even last long because no. the Warriors are on their way out and the Grizzlies are on their way up. Yep. But like it'd be a nasty series. I really want to see that. Um, but I, I again like I'd give the Grizzlies the edge because the Warriors are nine and twenty nine on the road. It's awful. It's the and that's not even in playoff atmospheres. No, and I think they they did have some injuries throughout the season that kind of hindered their performance. And yeah. Their record. I think, you know, Curry being out for a little bit. Clay being out for a little bit. Poole was also out for a little bit, right? I think so. I think probably. so. And, you know, the obvious question mark, or the biggest question mark in this entire list, is the Lakers. Yeah, I think... So, th- that's that's an interesting one. Because, obviously, they're significantly underperforming this season. But ever since they basically traded for a new roster at the trade deadline, they've been a lot better. Yeah, and I, you know... I think Russ is one of the best point guards of all time. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, with his triple-doubles um, and proving to be, you know, a stat machine. He uh, sucks now. Now, he's not very good, but I think he's doing a serviceable job for the Clippers, and I think he's definitely playing a lot better than he did in all yeah. the Lakers. There's also less pressure on him because the Clippers, while they are better, are certainly the little brother team in LA. I don't yeah. think you can really debate that. No, nah, because I I mean Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Also just like the Lakers. Like it's the, the most iconic. It's the most iconic franchise in the NBA, I'd say. Probably. It's What close. the Celtics? It's close. Yeah, the, the Celtics are close. I would probably still put the Lakers. Yeah, if you, I probably would too. If you ask the average person, if you walk up to someone on the street, a random person, ask them. and say like who's the first? Who do you think is the most iconic NBA team? They will probably say the. I think they'd say the Lakers. Probably because probably if you would. if you look at the players that have played for the Lakers versus who's played for the Celtics, like mm-hmm. Magic, Shaq, Kobe, Kobe, LeBron, like enough said. I think. Yeah. I mean, Kareem. Yeah, literally. Like you can you can just keep yeah, going. You can you, you can keep you, going. Five of the best basketball players of all time have probably played for the Lakers. And the Celtics have had a ton of like. Fantastic players as well. Some overrated. Ooh. Like who? 
Oh God, Paul Pierce, come on. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is <laughs> so overrated. Fair enough. <laughs> Shout out all you Celtics fans. I'm thinking of one in particular. Who, Easton? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe he'll see this. Maybe. Hear me crapping on him. He'll, he will probably have some choice words for you. Um, but, but yeah, going back to the Lakers, I, I think it's possible for them to jump a few spots. I think it's going to be difficult. Um, and it's also going to be very dependent on when everybody's back. And I think LeBron comes back tonight. I think he played the other day, right? Maybe he did. He played against... When they played the Bulls, he played because Pat Bev did the uh, oh, too, yeah, small. Yeah, too Small. Yeah, yeah. I love Pat Bev. Pat Bev's one of my favorite players. He's oh, they heard... play the Bulls again tonight. Yeah, the, the Sixers had the same exact structure of their schedule last week. And what were... Th- I've seen a ton of teams playing yeah, like back-to-back. back-to-backs. I think the Sixers lost both of them. <laughs> <laughs> to so, the Bulls? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. They, they lost the first one and blew them out the second one. Okay, game. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was but another back-to-back. Looking at this, the Lakers have... I think that... So they're two games back of the Warriors. Looking at the Lakers' schedule, they could catch them. You're playing Chicago, Minnesota, Houston... The Jazz twice, and then the Clippers and the Suns. And the Clippers are banged up. Um, the the Suns, they'll probably lose that game. But the Jazz are out of a pl- are not going to make the play-in. Um, they're kind of that, like, first team that's... Like, they, they're definitely... Yeah, they're the first not, team out. Yeah. The Rockets are... The Rockets suck. <laughs> I mean, I'll put it blindly. They're not good. No, they're and then um, Minnesota's pretty good. Minnesota's pretty good. Minnesota, I think, could make some noise here. I, so, going into who I think will be the eight teams that make it, obviously, the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, and Suns, and I think even the Clippers will definitely... Uh, Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Suns, I think, will definitely make it. The Clippers could fall off because of the Paul George injury. Yeah. I think the Warriors will end up making it. I think they and will. And I, 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 I think the Clippers are going to end up in a playing spot, and I think the Warriors and Timberwolves are going to get lock in five the fifth and, and sixth seeds. I think the Warriors will probably get the five. They could even get the four. I, that I think that's a stretch. I, I think, think it's it kind de- of a reach. I think it depends on who they're playing. They're playing the Spurs, the, the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Kings, and the Trailblazers. So that's not an easy schedule. It's not easy. I mean, the Spurs aren't good. The Spurs, they can but win. But the Thunder, the Nuggets, and the Kings... The Nuggets might not have anything to play for, but... So if you're if the Kings don't have anything to play for, then they're only losing one game. Probably. Which I mean, is not bad. Yeah. It, the, they'll probably... I think it's going to be them in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and I think the Clippers will probably fall off a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And be the seventh seed. And then, so who do you think... I? You think the Lakers will definitely make it into the play-in at least? I think that anybody that's hurt will be forced to play. What do you mean? So, like if if LeBron ends up doing some kind of load management, they're gonna call it and say, "No, you're playing." Yeah. They'll make him play. They'll make it. They'll make AD play full minutes. They'll play through pain. Like they, it's kind of crunch time now. Yeah. Like there's a difference between being in pain and being hurt. And I think a lot of them are just in pain a lot, and mm-hmm. you can play through pain. But if you're hurt, then obviously it's different. Do you think that the Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic-led Dallas Mavericks will miss the play-in? They're tied with the Thunder right now, but the Thunder have the tiebreaker. I think the Mavs will get by the Thunder. Really? I think so. I it, Again, very dependent on their schedule. Ooh. Uh, eh. I mean, oh. the Heat, the Hawks, the Kings, and the Bulls. You're missing a game. Oh, the Sixers tonight. Yeah. That's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, the Sixers have had the hardest second-half schedule and have done pretty well with it. Yeah. So I think the Sixers will win that game. I don't know. I think the Heat can beat them, too. Honestly. And the Heat have a lot to play for right now, too. Yeah, They're fighting have a lot to, to play stay, for. To make a... The like, Hawks. Yeah. Maybe I think the Kings will beat them. I, uh, the Bulls are playing well, and have and, a lot to play for. And the Spurs game could the the Spurs play. aren't the Spurs aren't very good. But who at that point that might not even matter. It might not matter. Yeah, 
Um, the Thunder. Apparently, Chet is now considered questionable. Really, he might play. The, he might play, which is interesting because the Thunder. Uh, I guess they're playing for something. I mean, I see three easy games on here: <laughs> Pistons, Pacers, Jazz, or oh. maybe not easy. But I wouldn't sleep on the Pacers. I think the Pacers can be a really good the team. The Pacers are good, but I'm talking about, like, right now, yeah, this I season. Th- I think two of those last three are really hard. I you got the Grizzlies, the Warriors, and the Suns as well, which is... It's tough. It, that's, that's not... That's like a 50-50. It's not great. The, this is going to be... It, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. As a Knicks fan, I want the Mavs to get the 10 seed and then lose because That'd then they can't get a top 10 pick. We have their first-round pick. Yeah. So uh, okay. So there it's some... top ten protected. So if they miss the play-in, yeah. then that pick has a decent chance of being a top ten pick. Right. So the hope would be that they squeak in and then and then, and lose, then lose immediately, which is very 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 possible. Yeah. So everyone, you know, coming into maybe not coming into the seat, but some people. I've seen in the past kind of saying, oh, like, Luca's better than Curry. I think that this, like... And people saying, oh, Luca needs, like, another star. He has another star now. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. It's not working. They've also... They can't play defense. They can't play defense. I think there's a disconnect on the team. And Jason Kidd's their coach. And Gross. they also haven't played as many games together as people would have liked. Yeah. You know, if I were a Mavs fan, I'd be pretty frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, with the fact of what they had to give up to get him. Um, and their output is obviously so far below what it should be. Is Kyrie a cancer? I mean, if you look at everywhere he's gone, it's kind of just been destruction. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Cavs, it, it was the Cavs, and I, that, they won a championship, I'm, and LeBron was there, he wasn't the guy. But Boston, he he didn't leave them in worse shape, but he left, and they were immediately better. Yeah. Brooklyn. Um, I mean, they haven't been great lately, but they also traded Kevin Durant, and they also I think... Bridges, and I, been playing really I think that if you, if you say, if you're the, um, if you ask the Nets, do you regret, would, do you regret signing Kyrie Irving? I think they'd absolutely say yes, just because of the amount of headaches that could cause. Yeah. And now look at, now look at this. Like, it's not worth it. No. He, he's a great player and he's, but he's not worth it. It's not. I'm sure that he's great when things are going really well. But when things aren't going perfectly, and when he perfectly, also has a you know a leader alongside him or a, that kind of a shuts big him brother, up. yeah, puts him in his place, and you know kind of instills in his mind that there's bigger goals ahead for himself and the team, and I think that's why him and LeBron James had so much success. Um, if you yeah. look at the people that he's been with recently, Kevin Durant's a really really bad leader. <laughs> he really is. Um, yeah, I think he's. Madonna, he's Diva. funny though. He's funny though. He was my favorite, one of my favorite players at some at one point, which mm-hmm. I'm not true anymore. Disowned him, and I think Luca. Again, he's really young, and I think he's really individualistic and very focused on himself. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard like a ton of controversy. No. With Kyrie since. He's been on Dallas, but it just seems like there's just something off. And I know that it takes time for players to gel, but like you have to, you've got to make the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't think all of you know. I'm gonna defend Kyrie a little bit here. Ooh. I think that not all of this should be put on him. I think that Luca definitely has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. I think Luca seems uninterested. He's saying how he's not enjoying basketball as he did before, which I think is very bold for him to say, especially with an organization that has put a lot of investment and a lot of faith in him and coming out here and saying, I'm not really having a great time. 
you know, there's a lot of questions up in the air about that. And players in the past have previously complained about Luca's leadership and demeanor among teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's something that you definitely have to bring up. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why Jalen Brunson left the Mavs was I think that he was a little bit fed up with the way that Luca has been had been acting. And I think that he wanted a new environment and he wanted somewhere that he could thrive. And he's obviously thriving in, on the Knicks. Yeah, he is. Which makes Christian very happy. Um, and, I, and I'm a Jalen Brunson fan. I mean, he's local to where I'm from. Yeah. And, you know, it's good to see him doing really well. And I think that, you know, getting out of Luca's shadow and letting him do whatever the heck he wanted, wants to do is totally fine. And I think Kyrie walked into a situation that he thought would be a little bit better and in really in reality is not great. So what you're saying is Luca's not a winner. Okay. Well, not, well not, no, 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 no. That, that's what you said. That's what you said. All right. I guess that's what I said. I, <laughs> he, I doesn't have the, he doesn't have a winning... You know what? Luca should read um, the David Goggins book. Which one? The, the um one that came out. yeah the the, the that. not the new one. You the um you can't hurt me. That's yeah the yeah yeah that one yeah. that one. He yeah. should read he should read the David Goggins book and it will change his it will change his life. Or he could just talk to himself. <laughs> I think he has. I mean yeah he probably could. I think he has enough popularity and money to make that happen. So yeah I listen I don't think Luca's not a winner. I think that he just needs to look in the mirror and be more of a team player. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I can't believe that you said that Luca is not a winner. That, that's crazy. That's totally what that's, I said. That, that's crazy. That's exactly what you said. Exactly. Yeah. Word, word for word, right? Yeah. Ex- yeah. Speaking of people who aren't winners, um, <laughs> um, a cor- well, apparently, um, Lamar Jackson uh, requested a trade earlier this week, um, and you know he's won what one playoff game. That so there's the whole discourse of, I've n- I've never seen more negative discourse around such a good player than Lamar. Uh, oh, he he he's can't win. He's a running, but like it's crazy how let's, much stuff people say about him. Let's throw out some stats. Um, the one that comes to my mind is that he's the second winningest quarterback in the regular season over the past five seasons. Yeah, and who's he throwing to? Like, Rashad Bateman, like, for three games a season. Devin DuVernay, he had, like, Kenny Stills as his wide receiver one at one point. He had had Hollywood. Sammy Watkins. He had Hollywood. Yeah, who was, like, injured. Um, Hold on. I'm going to look up Ravens wide receiver. I mean, okay. To be fair, like Mark Andrews is really good. Oh, huge uh, Baltimore Ravens addition this off season. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. I don't want to talk about him. You know what? Um, that's gonna make Lamar really happy and make him rescind that trade request. That like, what are we doing here? Hey, he has Michael Thomas on his team though. <laughs> not not the Michael no. Thomas. Um, he has Mike other Thomas. Michael Tom. Yeah, Mike Thomas. Their current wide receiver room is Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, Nelson Aguilar, James Prochet, Andy Isabella. Like these just aren't. Like they're fine. Like number three receivers, and Bateman has been injured, but he's a like, good player. Like they don't surround him with like anything. He has nothing, and he still exceeds expectation, or maybe not exceeds expectations. But the reason that the expectations are high with the Ravens is because of Lamar. It's not because of the surrounding talent. It's because of the quarterback. I think they've also had a lot of success in previous years, and I think that the pedigree carries along from team to team regardless of what the roster looks like unless there is an obvious obviously huge downgrade in roster talent yeah i mean but that I hasn't guess. been proven i mean they have a, a good offensive line they have a above average defense they have a good tight end a very good tight end they have a, a very good tight end they yeah the, the running backs have been a revolving door because they get injured all the time yeah that's what i was gonna say i think the running game is not very good well, it is good, but 
again because of Lamar. Hot take: Lamar Jackson's the best running back on the team. That's not a hot take. Except the only part of that that I disagree with is putting that whole Lamar Jackson is a running back meme like needs to die. He's he's not. He like watch watch some of the throws he makes. He can throw. He can throw. I talked to my dad about this. My dad is like. Oh, like Lamar isn't a great like. Pa- I'm like, dude, no, he he's actually a very good passer now. Like, no, he's you good. watched him like torch us, uh, week one last season. He, he torched the, he destroyed the Jets. He just, uh, I don't know if he destroyed the Jets, but he had a he had a couple like bombs. Yeah, he made a couple like he huge. Can, he can throws. Let, he can let the ball go when it matters, and I think yeah, having that deep threat mm-hmm. is important for him. But he also needs some possession receivers. And that's kind of what Andrews is, but now they don't really have the deep threat because of the um, Hollywood Brown trade and Rashad Bateman just constantly being injured. So I, I, for me personally, I think that the best fit for Lamar would be um, one of two teams one is really obvious and one i'm not gonna say until after you say what you think because it might be a little out there but i think that the the ideal team is atlanta because of um pitts london um arthur smith is a very good um architect of a of a running game and i think that also, maybe Atlanta would like trade for Derrick Henry, which would be c- kind of like insane if you had Lamar, Derrick Henry, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London in one offense. That's that, pretty damn good. That would be insane. That's I, a really and in a really weak division, they they just they'd run the division. Right. I'm looking at some of these like potential suitors for Lamar. Like, yeah. Potential and, trios. Yeah. There's Falcons, the Colts, and the Commanders. Um, you know, I think the Falcons are a great option. I really like the Colts as an option, hmm. and I don't like the Commanders as an option. I think Lamar should stay far away from that dumpster fire. Well, it's a terrible possible. organization, but but um, why the Colts? I think that you know Frank Wright being their coach. He's not. Oh, he got fired. <laughs> That's right. I about that. It, it's. It's country. your offensive coordinator. Oh, 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 um, Steichen. Yeah. Steichen. Um, yeah. St- yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Steichen obviously had a great couple years with the Eagles, and I think he worked with Jalen Hurts really well, and yeah. I think that Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are very similar players. Uh, to I, a certain degree, to a certain degree. They ha- They can do similar th- I think Jalen is, like, a tankier guy, but... Lamar is more elusive, yeah, so maybe a, he yeah, could do something with that. Yeah, and I think that he's good at play calling, um, and yeah. I think as the head coach, he's going to assume that role. Um, he might not give it to his offensive coordinator um, yet, depending on who it is. He'll probably keep it. He'll probably keep it, and I think he has the right to do that. Plus, you have Jonathan Taylor and Pittman, Pittman as your wide receiver mm-hmm. and running back Alec duo. Pierce was pretty decent last season Alec too. Pierce was also heating up at the end of the season yeah and I think the Colts defense is it's like average it's fine. it's fine so yes I think that the Colts are definitely a potential um, suitor um, I'm trying to think of other teams that would need a quarterback I just know to the commanders not yet I don't think anybody should want to go to the Commanders until their owner's out. Yeah. Um, I feel like... I, you Do you think you know what I'm going to say? I don't know if I'm going to know what you're going to say. Do you want to see the most... The best... Yeah, I'll say it. The best team ever constructed. Do you want to see it? Because if the San Francisco 49ers were to get Lamar Jackson, um, I don't think anyone would have, like, any chance of beating them. I don't know if they can... I, I don't even know if they can do it salary cap-wise. But... No. Um, Lamar. Uh, CMC. Lamar, CMC, Debo. a disgusting offensive line, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. 
That's ridiculous. Um, plus your defense. Plus that defense after adding um, Hargrave. Hargrave, too. Which is a big loss. He's a very good player. Yeah. Congrats, 49ers. <laughs> you, paid, you paid a little bit too much, but I think you got a really good player. Uh, that would be <sighs> insane. I'll give both perspectives. As an Eagles fan... No. F no, 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 no. He should not go to the 49ers. I think you should continue to stay with Purdy and Lance and... Uh, uh, Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. I forgot he still existed. Um, oh, come on. Please, you know, give me a break. Hey, he's a big meme. I love I love Sam. He's a big meme in my fantasy group chat. Really? I love I love Sam. Man. Not a meme. I, there I wish some, he could have been. I wish he could have panned out for the. Jets. There are some Darnold lovers in that fantasy group chat. Shout out to that group chat. Um, yeah, I want the 49ers to struggle to come up with a starting quarterback because they're like the only threat. Who? The 49ers. The so the Eagles. Threat? Yes, I, the, it's the 49ers and the Eagles at the top of the NFC. Oh, absolutely. And I think the gap is pretty big between the second and third team. I think that the Cowboys are overrated. Uh, that, I feel like that's, like, fair. That's I, fair. I don't th- I think... I think they... You know, yeah, we'll see. Then again, they just said that they're... They set their expectations too high, thinking that... What, saying Dak is gonna Dak's going to play 20, 20 games, games? Which would mean... I mean, 20 games is either um, yeah. 17 games, and then they... Wait. It's 17... So what McCarthy's saying is that they'd be the one seed. Yeah. Or he could say, he could say my goal is for Dak to play twenty games and then they can lose in the divisional. No, they can no, lose they in the can championship, lose an game, championship game. Which would, if they aren't the one seed, would also be twenty games. Or he could get hurt <laughs> mid-season, play a bunch of games. That too. Yeah. Well, actually, that would make sense. No, that that one it, it doesn't work like 20, that. Yeah, yeah. But. They're not. They they are probably not going. To, they're not the Eagles, and they're not the 49ers. No, but they're not even the Giants. Whoa, whoa, crazy take. It's crazy. That's, that's hot. A, that's a little crazy. That's hot. That's crazy. I'll take that back. I don't like the Giants either. <laughs> Shout out Giants fans. You guys are awful. And very annoying. <laughs> uh, I got a couple people. Shout out Hartman. Shout out Shout out Matt Hartman. And uh, and Jack Devars. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think that Lamar to the 49ers, while it might be one of the best rosters ever assembled, mm-hmm. it would wreak havoc. Um, I don't want to see it because... I definitely don't want to see it. I don't want to see it because I don't want the Jets to play that when they inevitably meet in the Super Bowl. Oh, I bet. Uh, <laughs> but it'd be like, that'd be electric. The, I, I don't care where Lamar goes. I just, as long as he doesn't go to the Patriots, because apparently Meek Mill... One of the craziest sentences I've ever heard. Meek Mill texted Robert Kraft saying that Lamar Jackson told him he wanted to be a Patriot. Wait. What? You didn't hear about this? No, Meek Mill texted Kraft. Meek Mill texted Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're friends. They're friends. They're friends. That's crazy to me. They're friends, though. That that just does not seem like a a tandem. They hang out all the time. I totally believe you. I totally believe you. Yeah, it between, just doesn't seem between like... Michael Rubin, um, Meek Mill, Robert Kraft, and, uh, <laughs> Meek and Josh Mill, Harris. Meek Mill, I don't know who. Who? Oh, is he the owner of the Sixers? Josh Harris, yeah. Yeah. He also so, just submitted a $6 billion bid for the Commanders. The so. owner of the Sixers. Meek Mill. A Robert rapper. Kraft. Robert Robert Kraft and and Michael Rubin and the founder of Fanatics founder of Fanatics former part owner of the Sixers and still a Sixers fan that's such a random group and Quavo Hobson sometimes too (laughs) it's wild it is wild that's that's a crazy group sometimes it's really wild down in South Philly and uh, maybe maybe they'll add Lamar to that hopefully not though Anywhere but New England. Lamar, I know you're listening. You don't want to go to the Patriots. You will not be Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. Go to the Colts. It's fine. You're everybody. you're in a fraudulent division. You can probably challenge Jacksonville to win it. So uh, I think they would beat Jacksonville. I don't I wouldn't even question it. Yeah, I mean it'd be it'd I'm be, kidding. It'd be close. I'm, it'd be close. It'd I be think, close. I think Jacksonville's gonna be a very good team. They're good. 
Calvin Ridley's back. And I need zero. Yeah, speaking of number zero, Lamar, your next team. I, I want to see Lamar Jackson number zero. I think that'd be clean. It would be clean. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I think so. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for listening again, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, we'll be back soon. NFL drafts in a month, so um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And you got NBA and you got all these playoffs out. starting. The end of March Madness should be a crazy next couple weeks in sports. So we'll yeah. have a lot more to talk about with you guys. We'll see you next time. All right.